Good afternoon, podcast, and uh, welcome in here on a football Friday, along with uh, Dan Leach as we talk about the uh, Lions as they get ready for this uh, opener against the Bears on Sunday. And you know what? I've liked the Lions uh, all off season to be an above 500 team, but the more I look at this game, man, the more weary I get when I see Kenny Galladay doubtful, when I see Hal Vitae over on that right side of the offensive line, which he's going to be right next to a rookie in Jonah Jackson, and we know uh, Vitae is going to be out. So, man, Crosby, uh, he did pretty good against Bosa last year, held up, did not give a sack. So uh, he has been under fire here before, but th- that's a huge loss here for the Lions offensive line. And, you know, I, I don't like the bad mouth Mitch Trubisky. But, you know, you can, except if you're a Lions fan because he lights him up. But all of that being said, uh, I, I think the Lions in this spot have to get this victory. They have Matt Stafford, and you know you know that he's going to be throwing the ball deep, and he's going to be trying to get uh, that ball uh, in bombs and those uh, yards per attempt, which was so good last year under Daryl Bevel. And I thought it was good news that DeAndre Swift was good to go here. So uh, I think the Lions just find a way here. It's, it's not one that I'm you know putting the house up on, but uh, I think they find a way to get this one done. Yeah, it's good, but I look at it like this. You know, year three, Patricia, year five, Quinn. You know, it's all about, you know, we hope if you're a Lions fans, playoff or boss, we're moving immensely forward. Or boss, I did talk with Dave McCann the other day. He made an interesting case that it's COVID. You know, if, if the Lions go 9-7 and they miss the playoffs with all the other things going on, maybe they keep Patricia for one more year. But it is a, it is a do-or-die type of year. And you look at the draft. I know Okuda's not starting right now, but he's right on the precipice. You look at DeAndre Swift. I know he's banged up. Uh, you look at Okwara, who hasn't been great, great, great in camp. But you look at what they're trying to do, and they're trying to make this team a contender. And when you've got a healthy best staff, and I know Gallaudet looks like he's not playing on Sunday, but you've got a running game, and on Johnson will get one more chance. Adrian Peterson, by the way, looks like you're going to see a lot of him on Sunday with, with DeAndre Swift's hurt. You've got to come out and, and look at this Bears team. You mentioned Trubisky, Pep. I, I, I know he's had success at times against the Lions. He has not been a good quarterback in the NFL. I know there's no fans, but it still is a home game. You still have to travel here to Chicago. It's an interdivisional game. The Lions were 0-6 last year in the division. I think this game is going to go well for Detroit. I think the Matt Stafford and the Bevel offense play well. I think there's a real chance the Lions actually put some you know, distance between them and Trubisky and that Bears offense. But once again, as we've said for years, Dennis, it's about the defense. And that does worry me. And I want to see momentum in the first game from that defense getting pressure on Terrence. They didn't get any pressure last year. They barely blitz. But I think that this goes well for if you're a Lions fan, the good guys. And I've got a 24 to 14. I feel like the Lions can't lose this game if they want to have a good start to the season, obviously. An uh, in division game at home, first game of the year, beatable team. They got to get it done, Dennis. They can well. Yeah, well, the new defensive coordinator, Corey Undlin, you know, he's a guy that uh, is a good teacher in what he'll be able to do with some of those guys in the secondary. I don't know how much uh, of that he's been able to uh, relay here in just a limited time, but I think he can have an effect here. The one thing about it, though, is you look you, you, you as, as impressed as you were watching the, the Chiefs 
And the Texans, you're talking about two quarterbacks that, uh, you know, and, and especially with Mahomes, he had pretty much had everybody back except one player there on offense, and they look like a fine-oiled machine. We did not see that with Deshaun Watson. Uh, and, you know, they had that first drive, but after that, they were struggling a little bit on offense. I think uh, when you look at this Lions defense, and even if you include Deshaun Hand, who I don't know how many snaps he played last year, but it wasn't a whole lot. You got Trey Flowers, you got Jamie Collins, you got Tracy Walker in there. Those guys have to be at each level stalwarts for him here. But mostly, man, this is a, a complete new collection. So you, in one way, it's good. It's like, yeah, they really sucked last year. But in another way, you're like, man, how is the cohesion? How do we expect them with limited camp and limited practice time really to have it all coming together? I, I think the the team that uh, – um, you know, you, you, I'm thinking about, you know, the sloppy play. If you can limit the, the gigantic plays, you're going to give up some plays, but if you can limit the gigantic plays and then limit your turnovers here, you're going to have a pretty good chance uh, to win this game with Matt Stafford. I like the Lions 24-20. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about uh, Kenny Galladay not playing and then, of course, uh, that right side of the offensive line. But, man, the, uh, the Lions, considering the – the uh, lack of success they had last year and the lack of success that they've had their 0-4 against Nagy, uh, they have to have this game. So, uh, you know, if you feel like the Lions are going to be close to 500, have a chance to make the playoffs, this is one of those games that they have to have a W. Playoffs, by the way, that's the 50th line that I've taken over with. Uh, all right, so you got a 24-20. I've got it 24-14 Lions. We both go Lions if you want to give us your prediction. People throw it in the live chat as well. Uh, you are watching or listening to Football Friday with 50 Leach Task Force Joint Production with Good Afternoon. And uh, Dennis, let's move to this game, which is going to be really fascinating. I know we're both very excited about this. Because you got Tom Brady as a Buccaneer. Terrific Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot after all those years and all the Super Bowls in New England. And now you've got Tom Brady as a Buck. It's going to look weird. It's going to feel weird. I think people are way too high at Tampa right now. What do you think about Tampa so far with Tom Brady and what you got kind of reading and hearing with the Buccaneers? Well, uh, one thing you know about Tom Brady, he's been working uh, covertly with all of his wide receivers and tight ends, so I think that their offense will be uh, should be good to go. It's probably going to come down to their defense, although not having Mike Evans in this game likely here for Tom Brady at his disposal, uh, that's a huge loss here for this offense. But, you know, I do think for a couple games that Gronk might be able to do something for him. Just on the surface here, you think about the uh, AFC South, Brady against Brees, the first of two. Uh, it's going to be one of these two teams. I think ultimately it's going to be the Saints who won 13 games the other last two years and came down to one play where they ended up losing in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, this is a real powerhouse of a team. They don't have Davenport. They're not going to have the, the Michigan product Cesar Ruiz there, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints here. I don't know what home field advantage is going to do. I'm still going to lay the points. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I'd like the over, but I'm going to take the Saints 35-30. No, I, I think, listen, I, the Saints are the best team in the NFC. And by the way, if people are wondering, the spread right now is Saints minus three and a half. The Bucks, by the way, are seventh best with their futures on 12 to one, along with Seattle and Dallas. You got the Saints and the Niners and the Ravens and the Chiefs with the best odds. I think that's way too high. I know it's terrific, Tom Dennis. I know it's a team that, with crab legs, Jameis Winston, scored a ton of points, but he threw a lot of picks, and he did have a great defense. The defense with Shelly Calhoun and others is seemingly a 
kind of under the radar top five or seven unit. You mentioned Evans, which is a huge loss in game number one. And it is still Tom Brady, but it's not going to just happen overnight. I know things allegedly, from what I've been reading and hearing from the NFL insiders, are going well there. He's on, you know, kind of has a good rapport with his receivers. He's working well with the offense, and it seems like he's Tom Brady of old. But that's it's, it's more about what happens week to week than just one game here, three weeks from now, four weeks from now. So I think that when you look at Brady and the Bucs, they might be successful this year, but they're going up against one of the best teams in the NFL. And I, I know, as you mentioned, this is a huge factor when it comes to not just, obviously, betting on games, but picking teams to win if you're just a fan and you don't care about the point spread. Because home field advantage is nothing. I mean, what are there going to be, 28 teams, Dennis, that have zero fans? Some, I know we saw Kansas City and some other uh, uh, teams are going to have fans. The L.A. teams are going to have fans all season long. Yeah, Jack, so it's one of these things where NFL home field advantage to me, and tell me if, if, you, if you think I'm wrong, Dennis, by far the most important of all four sports. Not to say basketball and, and hockey are, and baseball is whatever. But it's so important. And not having home field advantage, uh, it's not going it, it's gonna take away from some of that where teams are gonna be a lot closer together because there won't be all the noise to deal with. That being said, the same to me, I know the Bucs might be improving with Brady as the quarterback. They're just way too good. They're minus three and a half. I think they win this game by 14. I think Brady looks good at times, but looks pretty bad at times. This is his first game, you know, real game with a new team. So I think the Saints take this game relatively easy in the end. Maybe it's close for the first half, but in the end they win this by double digits. Well, I like the Saints, too. I do think the Bucks are going to get into the playoffs, but I like the Saints ultimately to win the South there. And uh, what you hope when you got a 43- and 41-year-old quarterback is that both of these guys at the end of the year are good to go and get into the playoffs. Because just from name recognition, you know, having Brady and then, uh, you know, having Breeze and getting those guys into the postseason, that's going to be pretty awesome. But, you know, the one thing you remember about uh, both – Brady and Breeze, when these guys have missed some time, you have seen that uh, their backups when it was Bridgewater a few years ago. I thought that it helped Breeze out. He had a, a stronger arm towards the end of the year. And then when Brady was suspended for those first four games you know, a couple years ago, you know he would come in fresh. So it might even be good to sit these guys out if they could have good starts. And in the middle of the season, of course, neither of these guys are going to take a benching lightly. But it's almost like you hope maybe uh, you, know, you could sit them down for a couple games to have them fresh for the postseason. Now that's, that's a very, very good point. Uh, I'm going to go. So I'll, I'll give a score. I'll give Saints 28, Patriots, Patriots, uh, Buccaneers 13. So, by the way, I was reading a couple articles in the last few days, and every one of them except for one said the Oakland Raiders. So it's going to take a minute. I'm going to probably say Patriots. By the way, let's answer this question really quick from Erwin Fletcher. He says, "Will Breeze or Brady throw a 25-yard completion or over?" I think that's probably a prop. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say one of them will definitely throw a 25-yard position or more. Yeah, I think both of them will. You know, I know you're thinking about they're not Patrick Mahomes that are going to throw the ball in the air, you know, 40 air yards or whatever, but – if you're talking about if you can hit Michael Thomas in strides and, he, and in stride he takes it 25 yards, uh, if that counts, then then sure, I think both of them. And, you know, Godwin's a big play guy. And, uh, you know, you keep hearing about the familiarity with O.J. Howard and how he's worked with, uh, with Tom Brady and how they've been, uh, you know, having this uh, chemistry here. Yeah, I think both of them. Uh, I, would, I would bet that both of them would have completions for over 25 yards. Yep, I'm put, with you on that. Put me all down. Right, I'm going. No, put me down. You're down. I, I, got, I got the whole list here. I got all of our plays. And we're going to get to our underdog outright winners. We got low-priced daily fantasy sellers. We got it all. 
This is like our regular football show, Football Friday, though. Uh, our first uh, edition of it this year, our first ever edition in this format, a joint task force, good afternoon production. All right, I want to get into this, Fifth. We always love to have our little pick segments, and we've got a little three-pack for you. Are you ready for a 50th Leach NFL pick festival? Yeah, I can't be any more ready, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch some basketball tonight, some college football tomorrow, and then, man, Sunday is going to be like uh, Christmas and my birthday. So, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Let's start with a very interesting game that I've been focused on for a couple weeks now. The spread has moved up and down a half point here or there. But how about Seattle travel? I know there's no home fans in a lot of these stadiums, but still traveling west to east or east to west, especially west east, is an issue. Seattle's now played great in the eastern time zone. Historically, they've played better at times in the last few years when they've obviously been a top-level team with Russell Wilson. But they're getting two right now at Atlanta. I think fifth in Atlanta is, I don't want to say underrated. They've had a ton of injuries. They've got a great receiving core. Calvin Ridley's comedy castle. That Ryan's still a solid quarterback. The defense improved through the draft. I'll go first on this one. I think the Atlanta team is underrated right now. I think they win that game outright as an upset. It's a small one. I know there's some two and a halfs out there, but right now you definitely get Atlanta plus two. I'm going to go with Atlanta wins this game outright. Yeah, I'm going to be on the other side of this one. Uh, it would be different if you had a, a, a full-throated crowd there in Atlanta. But, you know, what you have in Seattle with the emergence of DK Metcalf and, and, and Chris Carson there, the running back, you know, they went all in, making the big move, giving away draft picks to bolster up their secondary. Remember, this was a, a, a Seahawks team that – you know, got into the postseason last year. You got Ross, and they're going to let him cook a little bit. Uh, you know, I like the the Seahawks in this one, uh, thirty to twenty four. I'll lay the points here in a in a game where you know Russ shouldn't Russ shouldn't have any problem with the crowd noise. Uh, hey, listen, a lot of times you and I are on the same side. We I know we went on a stretch during our uh, one of our uh, previous football shows that one of us had an outright upset for like ten weeks. But all right, your first pick of the year, we're on different sides. How about this game? Division game for Lions fans to focus on. Vikings at home, no fans, obviously. Minus three at Green Bay. See, fifth, I don't think Green Bay did much to improve in the offseason. They did focus on their wide receiving core. Obviously, no longer have Mike McCarthy as a coach. It's one of these things where, yes, could they still be good because Aaron Rodgers is otherworldly? Of course they could. I think the Vikings are a much better team. I know there's no fans, and that's Green Bay's really struggled in Minnesota for years when they obviously have had fans. I think they still struggle again. Where are you at with this game? It's right now Green Bay getting three at Minnesota. Yeah, I think these teams will ultimately split, but I think the big factor here is Gary Kubiak takes over for Stefanski, who went to be the head coach of the Browns, and he's going to take over as the offensive coordinator. That means uh, get ready for a lot of Delvin Cook coming right at you, and uh, they're going to run the ball left and right and all day long with Kubiak, and uh, I like the Vikings here. I do think that uh, I'm with you that the Packers – Drafting love in the first round, not an embarrassment, but, uh, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, and the biggest need for that team was having another playmaker, a pass-catching playmaker, and uh, they blew it, especially with this draft that was chock full of wideouts. In the second round, they came back with Dylan. They must love, and I love Dylan. They got a one-two punch there. I think, you know, last year it was the Aaron Jones show. It wasn't uh, Aaron Rodgers. It was the Jones, not Rodgers show, and now I think they'll have a one-two punch. I do think the Packers 
Packers. They're not a 13-win team, but I think ultimately they're going to win the NFC North. But I don't think they're going to win this game. And I've got the Vikings winning nine games this year. And I like Minnesota at home. I think they uh, will cover the three points as well. Let me see if I wrote down what I have. Yeah, I got them. Uh, I got them uh, winning this one 24-20. I like it, by the way. Glenn says, come on, Wiz, stick a fork in Aaron Rodgers. He's been done. Aaron Rodgers is not the problem. And we'll see what Matt LaFleur, the new coach, I'm staying over McCarthy, is able to do in year number two. But let me just tell you this right now. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's the GOAT, Dennis, but Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback ever as far as quarterbacking goes. Even Brady has said that, that if Rodgers played for the Patriots, he might have nine Super Bowl championships. So let's not stick a fork in Aaron Rodgers. He's not done. I just don't – I'm not buying the Packers. And I'm with you, Finn. I think Minnesota wins this game by a touchdown or more. I'll give you a score. I'll go Minnesota 24, Green Bay 16. I think Rodgers keeps them in it, but Minnesota wins it and covers the spread. And that gets off the Packers to an 0-1 start. Only the Lions have a full game on them. Now, another really interesting game, guys. Sunday Night Football. It's in L.A., the first ever game in SoFi Stadium, a $5 billion stadium. that will have no fans this year, but for good reason. The Dallas Cowboys, always a big story, always have a lot of buzz. Yet, you know, all the issues with Dak Prescott, they give him the money. You know, Jerry Jones, too involved with the media. Everyone loves the Cowboys. They're a top six team in the NFL Futures to win the Super Bowl. They fire Jason Garrett. They bring, you know, they finally get rid of Garrett and bring in a guy that they believe and Rivera could get the job done and get him to a Super Bowl. This Rams team, though, I think they're being kind of slept on. Yes, the defense is a question mark, but Jared Goff, that offense, Sean McVay will have them playing much better than last year. They were still 9-7, and seven, just missed the playoffs. They're getting the Rams are yes. in the NFC Stadium. Getting two, playoffs, getting two and a half at home. I think this is a trap game. I'll pick first here. I'm going Rams. I'm going, I'm going a lot of dogs this week. This is the weird COVID stuff. I think the Rams win this game. Might be close, but right now it's Dallas minus two and a half, even though it's on the road cross country. Yeah, I like the Rams too, man. Look at the NFC West. Uh, it is uh, stacked when you got McVay, Carroll, and Shanahan with the you know Seahawks, 49ers, and here are the Rams. You mentioned they didn't make the playoffs. They did win nine games, and it was like it's a huge yeah. disappointment here. Uh, you know, they've got the Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the league over there. I, I think that – and I, I think Cam Akers going to be a bust out as a rookie here. Goff ain't that bad, and McVay is awesome as a head coach. I think they could actually uh, sneak up. I have them as uh, a playoff team this year. And uh, spoiler alert, I got the Cowboys going all the way and winning it. But I don't think that they'll win this first game. I like the Rams 35-30 in a shootout. So how much how much uh, cheddar did you throw out on that twelve to one Cowboys to win Super Bowl fifty five? Is the rumor tree three grand on that, or was it a little? Well, I have them going to the Super Bowl, but I have them losing to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But whatever kind of number I can get for them to go to the Super Bowl, uh, I would put a little bit down on that. I like it. I like that. Yeah, I think you get around to get the three and a half, four to one. It's not bad at all. And by the way, the Ravens are uh, the second favorite. They're five to one to win it all. The Chiefs, four and a half to one. and got off to a great start with my guy, Patty Mahomes, last night. All right, so fifth, uh, he goes with Seattle. I go Atlanta. We both go with Minnesota, minus the three at home against the Packers. And uh, I go with the Rams, plus the two and a half. Dennis goes with the Cowboys. 
No, no, no. I go, with the, I go with the Rams, too. I went with the Rams, too. Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, but Rams to win this oh, first game. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry. I got to make sure I get that right there. Obviously, I can't slight you on the picks there. How do you feel about this parlay, parlay for Rowan Fletcher? He has the, the Steelers. By the way, be careful with parlays. But I like him. Steelers minus five against the Giants. That line's going up. Rams plus two. It's actually two and a half. Seahawks minus two. It's actually two. Uh, and the Colts minus seven and a half. Up to eight against the Jaguars. You know what? I, I like that part like that. I know you, well, I like the Falcons. Aside from that, I would flip it and take the Falcons plus two and a half or two and take the Steelers, Rams, and Colts. I think the Colts win by 20. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my dad always said parlays are for suckers, uh, but I like all those games individually. Uh, I wouldn't take it as a parlay. I'll, uh, I'll give one up to Ray Fifth on the parlays, but I like all those games individually. All right, well, the Ray Fifth game says the Dallas cover. Don't trust them. Uh, one more question here, Fifth, when it comes to Andy Dalton. Uh, Glenn asks, will Andy Dalton finish the season as Dallas' quarterback? Mike McCarthy will prove Dak is a fraud. I don't know about that. I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. Like, uh, what's not to like about him? Uh, I think that when you look at the weaponry that he's got now with C.D. Lamb here, Zeke Elliott, that offensive line, like, uh, since I picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, yeah, I'm not going to say that it's going to be the big red rifle coming in midway for Mike McCarthy. No, I think Dak Prescott is going to be in the MVP conversation uh, all year long. I think he's an underrated quarterback. How about those Cowboys? How about those Cowboys? Right, that's the 50 Leach NFL Pick Festival. We got some daily fantasy and other fantasy stuff for you in just one second. But I do want to mention our good friends uh, from Thomas McGee's. They're down in Eastern Market. They are a proud uh, sponsor of the Football Friday Show with 15 and Leach, a joint task force, good afternoon production. Great place to watch MMA, boxing, of course, soccer and football as well. we got the whole outdoor patio, a big support of this show. Check out our friends at Thomas McGee's at Eastern Market. It is a great place to see live sporting events, have a drink, get outside before it's too cold. So check out our friends at Thomas McGee's down in Eastern Market, and we're really happy to support. Football Friday. You and I both love, absolutely love fantasy. And we thought we'd do this every week, have some fun with this. And, of course, we're always going to give our daily fantasy starters. But I wanted to start with this. It was your idea when it comes to who you're high on and who you're low on in fantasy football. Because we know that a lot of people watching right now are in one league, two leagues, three leagues, ten leagues. Now, I have to ask you, you used to do the one league only rule. Have you changed that for 2020? You know what? I have. It's like the deer hunter, you know, Robert De Niro, one shot, you know, it's the one shot out there. And uh, I have played in an auction league. There's been some one-offs where I have gone and played in multiple leagues, but for the most part, just one league, you know, as much time as I spend uh, watching the NFL and dissecting all the different matchups, I should probably play in 10 or 20, uh, you know, <laughs> but I have just played, I, I'm just in one and it's down to a 10 teamer. So all the teams look like they're stacked, but you know, with that, I, I still pour a lot into it. And uh, I like a guy who 
is playing for the Bears this week, Allen Robinson. No Darius Slay. Uh, we know that he was traded to the Eagles here. Robinson's uh, awesome uh, anyways. I can see this guy going off for uh, over 100 and probably 10 catches here, man. Uh, I'm pounding Allen Robinson in Daily Fantasy. Uh, I don't have him in my 10-team league, but uh, I do have him in my one Daily Fantasy. Uh, he's my lead wide out there. I think he will eat all day long against the Lions. All right, good stuff there. Uh, I'm going to go to my guy, and I actually drafted him in season-long fantasy. I think that this this team is not going to be very good, but they're going to have a chance to do something more than people think they will. And it's my Joe Mixon, who obviously I'm not a fan of some of his off-the-field stuff. But I think you look at, at Joe Burrow, the second coming. I look at the Bengals, who in many different circles, obviously are not being respected at all. They're actually a three-point dog at home against the Chargers. And it's one of these things, Fifth, where I think that when you look at Joe Mixon and his ability to catch balls out of the backfield, go on long touchdown runs, he showed it to you at the end of last season. I like the matchup this week. I like him in all these different formats, daily fantasy, season-long fantasy. I think Joe Mixon is primed for a pretty darn big year if he stays healthy. That's what I'm very high on. What are your thoughts on uh, the Mixon match? I like it, and uh, I'll do you one better. I like the Bengals, and I like the Panthers outright. It's some upset specials coming up on Sunday, so I'm right with you there. You know, Burrow, I know he's a rookie, but, you know, he's 157 years old. Uh, I, I, I like what he's got. Boyd, A.J. Green should be in there. I don't think he's going to have any first-game jitters. They're at home. The Chargers, uh, we know they're not the same team once they, uh, you know, they go west to east. We, we have seen that over the years. And Tyrod Taylor, mm, uh, I'll go with the Bengals uh, outright. And, yeah, you know, Mixon, uh, he doesn't have any competition there. It's all day long. You know, feed him through the air, feed yep. him on the ground. They did not do that in the first half last year. It took them uh, halfway through the season to realize, like, hey, why don't you get the ball to 28 nonstop? And they fed him constantly. I think they'll do the same thing against the Chargers on Sunday. I like it. By the way, save, save your, out, your outright underdog special for a minute. We got that coming up. But I want to know who you're low on when it comes to fantasy, whether it's season long or daily fantasy. I know you, I know you, had, a, you, you had a couple guys you were thinking about. Now, I think you might have made a move here. Well, I was thinking about Kenyon Drake, and I was going back and looking at the game logs last year against San Francisco. You know, San Francisco pretty good against the run, but he actually did a pretty good job in one of the games, not so well in the other one. And, you know, Drake in that, in that game, I was thinking about him. But you know what? Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, I like the Bills as uh, my best bet of the week against the Jets. You're like, you know, the Jets traded away their heart and soul on defense. Uh, they're, they're injury riddled with their wide receiving core. Adam Gase is already on the hot seat. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's embracing Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I think Bell against that Bills defense, that's who I'm down on in week one, Le'Veon Bell. All right, well, you know that we obviously love our daily fantasy teams where he gets our low-priced DFS, low DFS starters in a minute. But, Dennis, you're not going to like who I'm low on because you just talked up the team, and I, you made a lot of sense doing it. So it's not like I think you're crazy. But I am not high on Dak Prescott. I'm low on Dak Prescott. I, want, I know that he's incredibly talented. I know that Dallas team with a new offensive scheme, no longer you know, having a guy like McCarthy there, not having uh, to worry about Jason Garrett making mistake after mistake and blowing different play calls. I know Kellen Moore's not going to run that West Coast offense. I just, I'm just not buying Dak Prescott right now because there's so many people 
in my fantasy league, in other leagues that I know about, that took him way too high. And then when it comes to daily fantasy, he costs a ton of money. He's one of the top three or four this week, at least, uh, highest price, you know, quarterbacks when it comes to DraftKings or FanDuel or other formats. So I am, at least for now, and I'm sure I'll be proven wrong, uh, because you know, first week is always some weird stuff. I am low on Dak Prescott. Uh, but I, I, I definitely agree with you on the lady on Dolphin. Now, this is where you make the money, though, Tim. And we love Daily Fantasy, and we love the low-price stunners. So I'll let you lead off here. And just to let everyone know what a low-price stunner is, if you played the DraftKings or FanDuel, any kind of Daily Fantasy, you know you got to obviously fit your budget and get guys off the radar that cost, you know, three, four, forty five hundred dollars and make those guys valuable. That's how you win a Daily Fantasy. I know 50 and I think sometimes the computer's against us, but you, you can't win a lot of money unless you've got some of those low price stars. You and I have always given some great ones to the people out there. Who do you have this week? Well, uh, I was surprised that Jalen Rager, the Eagles' first-round pick, he was supposed to be out for a couple weeks, but it looks like he's going to be up for Sunday. But Deshaun Jackson going up against the uh, Skins, you can get him for a song and dance, and until he gets hurt, I like him as a play in the first couple weeks. So I like Deshaun Jackson. And with Mike Evans being out for TB12, there was already a lot of hype for Scotty Miller out there as the third option for Tom Brady. Kind of seems like a guy that uh, maybe a little Julian Edelman type. I'm going to play uh, Scotty Miller, and I'm going to also throw in Deshaun Jackson as some low-priced stunners. I love it, Seth. And for me, it's, I got one guy. I want you to pound the hell out of him. I hate the team. I hate the name change. I think they're going to be garbage. But... Antonio Gibson is basically the starter in Washington at running back. I know J.D. McKissick is listed ahead of him. You can get Antonio Gibson right now for $4,000 on DraftKings. I think it's very similar on FanDuel. I didn't check the actually up to the second price. But you're basically getting a starting running back who I believe is going to be the kid out of Memphis, Antonio Gibson, is going to have a pretty good start to the season, even with the Garbanzo bean type Washington team. So, I'm pounding Antonio Gibson this week, Dennis. That is my low price starter. He could win some people some cheddar this week. But I got to tell you, uh, I really think when you go to when you go to like make these moves, you got to kind of go against the curve. And some people think that's kind of crazy when I throw it a guy like Antonio Gibson. Hear me? Fifth game. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that I do on Sundays, I wait to see what happens. Like, uh, you see that Miles Sanders could miss that game for the Eagles. So, you know, they got Bart Scott. You know, you can get him for next to nothing. So, if they go in and Sanders looks like he's not going to play, you wait for those about an hour before. You can pop him in there and and uh, you can get a starting running back that's going up against a team like the Washington football team. Like you mentioned, they're going to be GB. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's another one of those moves and it depends. Like if you're playing in the ones that you play in the high priced $10 ones, and there's a million people in there, you have to throw a bunch of, uh, crazy lineups in there and hope they hit to try to win. I play more down to five and three. So, uh, I'm not looking to, to go as strange. Yeah. I, I don't mind. That's the thing. Like there's obviously times where I'm right on it and there's times where I have my kids in and I've read some stuff where people actually are starting to like it for this week. But you kind of got to go against the grades sometimes because that's how you win it. If you're going with everyone else's starter, then it's going to be, you know, you're not going to win anything. 
Uh, we will keep you abreast of that all season long. We love a daily fantasy. It's a ton of fun. Uh, so we'll give you our low price starters each and every week. Fifth, uh, go ahead, my friend. Oh, I'm just going to tell everybody, uh, thanks for listening on the podcast, and you'll hear Dan on Fridays, on Football Fridays, and also we're going to try to get something going on Monday. So there